yeah, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Amateur Bowl Podcast. Pardon me, I'm watching the Rams and the Seahawks at this current moment in time. Uh, yeah, uh, lightning round uh, at this, the lightning round episode. Yeah. Uh, this, this is actually Max's idea, so I'll let him explain the uh, the concept of this of this segment. Yeah, not a, not a very uh, convoluted idea. Essentially, what we're doing is we're just naming a quarterback, and the other person says what their opinion of the quarterback is in in uh, lieu of a actual lightning round where yeah. it's just kind of quick. We're not thinking about it. We didn't prepare for this at all. We're just going. Yeah. I think this, this is going to be very interesting. I have very, uh, I think there's some very uh, important things that need to be said about some of the quarterbacks in this league that some people don't say. So yeah, this is barbershop talk. So I'm actually excited to kind of really clear the air and be really candid here, which I yeah. guess we do on a normal basis, but more so now than we normally do. This is our addition for an HBO show, like LeBron's Barbershop show. This is like Simon and Max, the Barbershop. Except a lot less interesting. Yes. That's what makes it great. Significantly less. LeBron James can say anything and it will go all over the news. We can't yeah, do that. Same with uh, Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah, true. Simon might be able to, but I, I know I can't. Yes. I know I can. That's how great I am. Also, Max, why, why, why don't you get get us started with the first name? Uh, I, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll start you off with, uh, I guess, one that there's a lot more to talk about. Tell me how you feel about Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, I actually, I think I talked about this in our season, uh, in our, our close to end season review. Uh, just because I think we were kind of we talked about Carson Wentz a bit because I think he's been one of the most disappointing players in the league this year, and I think um, if we're talking about how he's being portrayed by the media, uh, I do think some of the reaction that he's getting is fair, but I also do think that they need to kind of hold up on the whole like he sucks, he's a bust, he's not worth the first overall pick, because I mean, uh, or or whenever he was drafted, I don't I don't think it was second overall, right? I think it was he's second behind Jared Goff. Um, but Carson Wentz, (laughs) no, but, um, I'm not saying that Carson Wentz by any means is like a great quarterback. I got like, he might not even be a franchise quarterback anymore. Who knows? But I just think he's only, he's only 28, 28 years old. We've seen what his upside is when he's, when he has the right coach. Uh, like to me, I think Frank Reich leaving to coach the Indianapolis Colts might've been the biggest blow to Carson Wentz's career, but we've seen how good he can be when, like he's in the right system when he has the right coach, and I think for that reason, like it's kind of difficult for me to say that like he's a scrub. I mean, he might be, but I just think it's too early to tell. And I'm still very high on Carson Wentz. I'm not one of the people who thinks that he absolutely sucks or, or is on the verge of ending his career. Yeah, I completely agree with you. He's had one bad year. That's just it's the way it goes. Sometimes a lot of players have down years i think we just got to wait and see so i completely agree with you there all right i'm glad we got off on a good start um my first name is going to be the man who's behind you and that's number six number ba- uh, mr baker mayfield mm-hmm. how do you feel about baker mayfield i i think he's more of a system fit quarterback to be honest mm-hmm. i think i think people are going off about how he's really got his career back on track and how he's really coming out as this incredible quarterback. And I'm not going to deny any of that 
the last Ravens game really showed that he he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of potential, and it seems like Kevin Stefanski's really unlocked that. But I I'm definitely hesitant to say that he's on the same level as guys like um, uh, guys like Deshaun Watson. Right. Or hell, I I'd even say he's still maybe a step below a guy like Matt, Matt Stafford. But okay. you know, I think. I think uh, this is a, a turning point for Baker Mayfield. I think he's really starting to get find a groove. I think the system in Cleveland really works for him. The thing right. is, it's a running system. So, I mean, if it if there needs to be a big running threat for Baker Mayfield to be an effective quarterback, that's not really necessarily the best thing right. for him as an individual. For the team, it's it seems great, although they just lost to the Jets. So, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm... I, I'm gonna. Ha- I have middling expectations for Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's gonna do anything incredible on a game-to-game basis, mm. and I think that's how I think I'm gonna g- go with him going forwards. Yeah, I think uh, middling expectations. Uh, I think is a perfect place to put Baker Mayfield right now. Um, we, we've especially like the the second half of the season, we've seen Baker Mayfield kind of blossom into this kind of new version of himself. And I think Kevin Stefanski's done an absolutely fantastic job unlocking him and kind of unlocking his potential. Um, but as you mentioned, uh, if 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 the he if he needs a running threat to be an effective quarterback in this league, that's not it's not the best thing. It's not it's not even it's not great because I mean look at the other guys in this league, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Like obviously they have all these weapons around them, but they don't need them to actually be effective. And I think that's the big thing we're seeing with Baker Mayfield right now. Um, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Um, I do think that uh, he's definitely on the upswing. I'm not, like you mentioned, I'm not willing to put him in the same class as, as a Deshaun Watson or any of the other franchise quarterbacks. But I also do think he's above, like, a Matt Stafford, for example. I, I mean, as, as high as I am on Matt Stafford, uh, I would probably put him in the same, either in the same class or above Matt Stafford, based on what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. But uh, things can change really quickly. So yeah, that's the thing. The last couple of weeks, we just have to see a little bit more sustained yeah, no, success no, exactly. and sustained bad play from Stafford as well. No, for sure. And if that's if that's if Baker Mayfield keeps us up, then he's definitely going to keep going up and up in terms of how we're talking about him as a quarterback. But it's a good start, at least at the very least. I agree. Okay, now here's a guy that you know quite a bit about, so I think you're the best to talk about it. So uh, how do you feel about Derek Carr? Uh, Derek Carr. Um. The thing about Derek Carr is he it feels like he's actually not talked about a lot in the media. And the thing that's kind of uh, disappointing about Derek Carr is that he seems like he's actually underappreciated a lot by his own fans, uh, as well as the media. So um, a lot of people don't really like Derek Carr because he's not really that flashy quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, etc. You can go down the list of all the flashy franchise quarterbacks that they have. And he's just he's not going to be that guy in an offense where they're running the ball into the ground with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Booker, etc. Um, but if we look at the year he's had this year, he's, he's been very solid for a guy who's uh, needed to throw the ball down the field at times. Uh, to me, I think he's probably one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks in the league. Do I think he's a franchise quarterback? Probably not. But if you're looking for a guy who, who's, a, who's a solid option who can throw the ball down the field when, like when, they, when he needs to, uh, I think Derek Carr is probably one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and, again, uh, he's not perfect by any means. I mean, we saw what uh, some of the things that he doesn't do well when Marcus Mariota came in. I think it was last week against the uh, 
against Indianapolis. No, was it the Colts? No, it wasn't the Colts. Chargers. The think... Chargers, that's the one, yes. When he came in against the Chargers. But uh, that being said, I mean, uh, I, I think Derek Carr is still very underappreciated. Uh, but uh, I would also be very interested to see how he would fit in another organization. But generally speaking, I think he's very underappreciated. I think it might be fair to say that Derek Carr is the most average quarterback in the NFL. I, I could I, I could agree with that. Yep. I think it's bet- really it's between like him, like maybe Sam Darnold, although Sam Darnold's a bit more mobile than average, and mm-hmm. like Ryan Tannehill. I think that would be like Kirk Cousins too. I think that would be like the average. Right. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins. I, yeah, for sure. You could do a lot worse than average. Like ask. You know, ask the Cleveland Browns. He could do a lot worse than average yeah. on a on a year to year basis. Seriously, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of teams will take that. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, he's not a franchise quarterback. I completely agree with you. Yeah, uh, it's definitely disappointing. Um, because I do think there's actually a pretty good chance they don't bring him back next year. Um, I think the way that this that the Raiders season kind of unfolded after this year, I could really see them. Uh, kind of wanting to shake things up there, especially with how well Marcus Mariota looked early. I, I, I know it's only one game against the Chargers, but if we're talking about just how he looked, Marcus Mariota looked really good. And I think, I'm not sure how he compares in age to Derek Carr. I do believe he's actually quite a bit younger. But uh, even then, like, I could just see, like, we talked about it, sorry, not to go on a Raiders tangent, but I just don't know where else they would go from here. Like, I just, I could see them doing a lot of I'm making a lot of drastic moves to try to improve the team as a whole so I don't know and from that perspective it's kind of disappointing because if they don't bring him back it does feel like it's like the end of an era but anyways yeah if if they are gonna if they are gonna make changes I think quarterback would be the first place to do it yeah exactly and I mean who knows where they end up drafting this year uh will it, will, will a Fields or a Trey Lance be available in the draft personally I don't see them even drafting uh any quarterback this year but I guess we'll see when the draft comes Agreed. Uh, okay, I guess it's my turn now. Um, so I'm gonna go to an area where I mean, I think you know, I, th- I think you know this guy pretty well. Uh, you just mentioned him two seconds ago, uh, and I and personally, I think he's probably. Uh, I'll give my quick take on. I think he's probably one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks in the league. Uh, how do you feel about Ryan Tannehill? Similar to Baker Mayfield in the sense that he he does have a really strong rushing attack, and that's part of the reason that he is so good because. The, uh, the Browns and the Titans and the Vikings and the 49ers, they all have a similar, like that zone gap run scheme kind of offense where they do prioritize the run. Right. So I guess that's, that's, that gives uh, Ryan Tannehill and Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins, that gives them a relatively significant advantage mm-hmm. uh, in the offense, and it, it gives them a lot more respect as passers. But it, it's tough to say with Ryan Tannehill. I think he... More so than guys like Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins, he's a little bit more consistent than they are, yeah. which I give him a lot of credit for. I think he is close to a top 10 quarterback in this league. I don't think he's quite there. I, I do remember saying that he's kind of an advantage, an example of an average quarterback. I think he's slightly above average at this point in time, just based on the way he's been playing with the Titans. I think the system around him is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say he's a system fit, I think that Mariota was not a system fit. Is mm. probably a better way to better way to say it. He's just right. a, a guy with a slightly above average skill set coming into a team that just needs a pocket passer. And he right. 
he does that with a little bit of athleticism. I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, uh, I, I second everything you just said. Uh, he's probably in one of the only... It feels like he's one of the only guys here. He's like a top 10 quarterback, but he's not a franchise quarterback. Um, it is kind of too bad how late he kind of blossomed. He's, he's 32 years old, which isn't like super old, but he's also probably closer to the, to the end of his career than, than the start. Um, I do think he's still a very good quarterback. I think that uh, the, the transformation of that he went through, like in terms of his career, when he went from Miami to Tennessee is, an, is absolutely amazing. Uh, like we're talking about a guy who I think last year, uh, statistically was probably was like a top five, was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league last year, and I mean part of that might just be because of his rushing attack, but I mean if we're talking about a guy who like uh, can like, like I I, just, I don't I don't see like sorry, I just think he's a really good fit in Tennessee, especially with the rushing attack with with a guy like Derrick Henry, and again if he continues to keep going like if he keep, continues to keep lifting his career trajectory. I mean, we could potentially see him kind of probably sneak into the to the top 10, if not higher. Yep. Titans are ridiculous if they don't hold on to that guy, to be completely honest. They can get a good, another good four or five years out of him, for sure, yeah. with competition. He helps them be competitive. He's not carried. Mm-hmm. He won't carry you to a Super Bowl, but he's not being carried. So I think he's right. in that he's in that really nice spot where he can really, if you can build a good team and have mm-hmm. him there, I think you're in a really good spot. And I think Tennessee is in a really good spot, to be honest. The Tennessee Titans are really – they're another team that's really slept on, in my opinion. And I think they're on the come up with guys like A.G. Brown and Derrick Henry. But anyways. Agreed. All right. Um, my next guy. Tell me how you feel about – I know he, he hasn't had much of a sample size this year, but the past few years he's been around and doing stuff. So tell me how you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, man. Okay, Jimmy G. Um I don't like, I don't, sorry, I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy G. I'm really not. Um, the part of that, it, it's kind of, it's kind of disappointing, uh, because obviously he came up on the, on the Bill Belichick tree of the, of Patriots quarterbacks. Um, and I think people, uh, when, when it came up that Bill Belichick wanted him over Jimmy G, I think a lot of people were looking at Jimmy G, even when, before they, before they traded him, I think people were talking about Jimmy G is the next big thing. But I think just since then, it's been such a big, such a disappoint, such a disappointment in terms of kind of his overall game. And I mean, part of that is just part of that is because like the San Francisco offense is like the Raiders in the sense that it's a run-heavy offense. Guys like Mostert, uh, Wilson Jr., uh, and he doesn't have to throw the ball much. But even when he does have to throw the ball much, like we saw in this, uh, even when he does have, when he sorry, even when he does have to throw the ball like he did in the Super Bowl, we saw what happened. He's not a great quarterback. Uh, the main thing is like, obviously the quarterback's job is to throw balls and make the, and make plays, but I'm, Jimmy G isn't great at doing that, and it sucks to say, but I think he's like, depending on where the 49ers go in the next couple of years, we're probably probably gonna see Jimmy G moved on from by the San Francisco 49ers because I just don't think he really makes that team a lot better. I hate to say it, but I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, I think he's fine. That's about it. Like I, I, he's definitely elevated by uh, the rushing attack and George Kittle, and right. the great yep. and the pretty good offensive line. But I mean, and of course, some of the best play calling in the league from Kyle Shanahan. But I mean, yep. with all those things being said, he should be doing better. And I think, I think 2019 is a good example of what he can do. Just the thing is, it wasn't completely him. So yeah, for sure. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'll, I'll hold my tongue on Jimmy G. I think he's a slightly, I think he's like average to below average as a starting quarterback right now. I put him in the same, I put him in the same category as Phillip Rivers. Okay. Personally, I got, uh, but I, sorry, I also know that I'm a bit more, I'm a bit higher on Phillip Rivers than you are, but I'm also probably a bit lower on Jimmy G than you are. So yeah, it kind of, it kind of evens out. So yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, I believe it's my turn. Yeah. Um, so this is a guy that I think we we uh we talked about recently, and uh, sorry, I mean recently in terms of like uh we had a text we had a text exchange about this man a couple uh, I think it was on I think it was on Christmas. Uh, okay. how do you feel? How do you feel about my boy, uh, Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy. Okay. Teddy. Um, he is he is really tough to place, Teddy Bridgewater. Mm. Yeah. He's he's really inconsistent. I think that's the I think it's the best way to say. He's had Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore firing on all cylinders this year. Mike Davis has had a really good year. The the pass protection has not been that good and the play calling I have some doubts about the the offensive play calling under Matt Rule. Great coach, good hire, just I don't know how he is I don't know how the offense is really being run. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um overall Teddy Bridgewater has surprised me in a good way. I didn't think he'd be very good, and he he has proved me wrong. Although I I have a difficult time saying that he should be a starter in the NFL. I think he's if he is going to be a starter going forwards, I don't think he'll be a starter for much longer. I think he's a, I mean, for lack of a better word, and a pun, a bridge quarterback. Yeah, I know. I had I had to do it. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh so Seattle just scored to make it thirteen nothing for those of you who are keeping track at home. Russell Wilson don't, touchdown. Don't the Rams have a few points? Sorry, thirteen to six. What'd I say? Yeah. Okay. You said thirteen nothing. That's oh, what the Chargers were at. Sorry, there's thirteen six uh Seattle. Um yeah. sorry, back to Teddy Bridgewater. Um I disagree with you in the sense that uh, sorry. I personally, I would probably put him around the same category as Derek Carr. The reason being that, I mean, he's probably a bit higher than Derek Carr in the sense that he's probably just slightly above average. Um, He can throw the ball really well. There's absolutely no question about that. Um, But there's a couple of things. First thing, I'm not not sure how old he is, but I'm pretty sure he's on the older side of of his career, which again, which is... It's not good, especially for a guy who suffered like a devastating knee injury, which obviously, again, isn't great. So, actually, oh, okay, so he's only twenty-eight, so he's actually not that old. I, I thought he was a bit. I thought I thought he was a bit older, but again, um, I look at him and Derek Carr in a, in a very similar way in the sense that like he's a very solid quarterback, and I think a lot of teams could do a lot worse in having him. But I, I look at him and I just don't see him as the the franchise quarterback that a lot of teams kind of require to win a Super Bowl. Um, that being said, I do think he's, I still think he's very good. I just wouldn't rely, I just wouldn't count on him or build my franchise around him, especially if you've guys like McCaffrey, DJ Moore, or Robbie Anderson, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I think he's started, I think he's capable of being an NFL starter. I just don't know if other teams will see it that way. That's all. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. So I will ask you a 
next about a guy who's just had a disappointing year. Oh, good. I love yeah. these ones. Yeah. Good career, bad year. How do you feel about Cam Newton? Oh, good. Uh, this is tough because I actually really liked Cam. Cam is another one of those guys who actually really got me into football the year he won his the the, the year he won his MVP. Um, but I really hate to see this, but I think this could be the beginning of the uh, sorry the like the twilight of Cam Newton Cam Newton's career. Um, the reason I say this is. New England definitely wasn't a great fit for him in the sense that, like, basically the guys he was he was throwing to were not the best. Julian Edelman, Jacoby Myers, etc. But it basically exposed a part of his game which was already exposed, and that's he just doesn't throw the ball very well. Um, he's He rushes the ball very well. I think he's among the league leaders in rushing touchdowns with all those QB sneaks and stuff like that. But uh, do I think he's... Do I think uh, he's underrated maybe a bit just because at times it does feel like the media kind of shreds him a, a bit more than they, than they should about how bad of a thrower he is and how bad of an athlete he is. But personally, I think he's like, – I don't – I still don't – I don't think he's great. I think uh, this Cam Newton more than Teddy Bridgewater is probably more likely to, to uh, enter a backup role within the next couple of years, but – uh, it sucks to say, but I think this is probably uh, the beginning of the end for Cam Newton. I agree. The only thing I'll add is that he just he looks like he has zero confidence. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I'll say. Um, in the pocket, he just he looks like his first instinct is to get out of the pocket, and that's really weird for a quarterback, right? Especially for New England, where no, I mean Tom Brady gets gets rid of the ball really quickly, even still. Mm-hmm. He stays in the pocket. He bar- he rarely runs. Mm-hmm. So I think to, to have a quarterback where your first instinct is get out of the pocket and try to scramble and maybe make a play, but most likely run. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think that's really the, what New England's going for. So maybe you're right about it not being a good fit. But I think you're absolutely right that this is the twilight of his career. Yeah, like I think we're going to be talking about a new shiny quarterback in New England sooner rather than later. Just because I think if you do look at the players that they have on that team, especially on that defense, once they get all those opt-outs back, uh, opt-outs back, this could be a team that we're talking about next year, uh, potentially making a run in the, uh, uh, sorry, making a run for the uh, AFC East next year, especially depending on if they're able to get a, a couple of receivers. But anyway, so that's kind of look, that's kind of a different conversation for another day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, is it my turn? I think it is my yeah. turn. Yes, it is. Uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm getting a very important text message. Give me a second. Sure. Yeah. So actually, no. Sorry. Sorry. I'll 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 give you one quickly. The 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 one the one guy I actually really want to ask you about because I'm very curious about how you how you uh, think this quarterback did this year because this is a guy we were very high on early on in the year. Uh, namely before the season started. We talked about this guy a lot, especially from a fantasy perspective. Um, how do you think Drew Locke's done this year? Mm-hmm. Um, similar to what I said about Teddy Bridgewater, he's been really inconsistent. I think the having the injuries hurt hurt him. I think having the, the COVID uh, contact tracing hurt him. I think he just never really got a solid footing, especially with guys like Cortland Sutton going down early on in the year. I think he was just a, 
a bit of an adjustment year. I think it was an adjustment year for the Broncos fan base as a whole because they really just they lost a lot of players and they yep. lost a lot of steam and they just they didn't really know what to think. And I don't think Drew Locke was stable. I don't think he felt. I think he just felt pressure the whole year. I think that's what I what I think when watching him. He the pass protection was like middle of the pack. I think for the Broncos, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible if I remember correctly. So. I mean, he just, the team really put the bare minimum around him, it seemed, and a good running game. And it seemed, it seemed like that's just, Drew Locke showed flashes, mm-hmm. but he also showed a lot, like, some, some pretty poor decisions. So it's, it's tough to say where he's going to go in the future. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think he did okay. I think... You could definitely throw him into that conversation of average quarterbacks, maybe below average at the moment, because right. he, he really didn't show enough this year for anybody to have that much confidence in him going forwards as the starter. Right, for sure. So I guess we were we were wrong about him at the beginning of the year, but I think he still he still has a chance. It's still early. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't think he sucks or anything, but I think he's definitely been relatively disappointing. I mean as you mentioned, the Broncos are another one of those teams who are basically stripped down by injury early on in the year. And, I mean, not having Cortland Sutton sucks. <laughs> this guy is probably he's probably one of the most underrated receivers in football. Um, and you look at the guys that he's had to throw the ball to, guys like uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, like, the, this, the receiver core there isn't really that popular. I mean, like, obviously that... As soon as uh, Sutton went down, it basically became an exclusively an exclusive uh, run offense with uh, uh, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. And I mean, uh, there's just been games where I look at Drew Locke and I think like, eh, like like there's nothing like there's nothing special. And I, I think you nailed it. Like he's just been really inconsistent this year. Like, uh, do I think his career's over? No, absolutely not. He's still he's still very young. But I also think that uh, we he might not be the guy going forward that the Broncos thought they had. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's absolutely right. All right, why don't you tell me a bit about how you feel about Matt Ryan? Oh, I'll try to be as least biased as possible. Um, I... I'm not huge on Matt Ryan. I am not. Um, do I think he's another guy who I think uh, he he's obviously had a really great career. Uh, MV, uh, former league MVP, got to a Super Bowl. Uh, I think we've talked about him in the past and potentially having a Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame career. But if we're talking about this particular season, uh, I don't. I'm not huge on him and. Part of the reason I say that is because, especially without Julio Jones, uh, he, sorry, he hasn't had Julio Jones a lot of the season. And the games where he hasn't had Julio Jones, he's just looked like a, like a completely different quarterback. And I think that that matters. <laughs> like, he basically goes from, like, maybe a top 10, low, like, uh, sorry, low top 10, borderline top 10 quarterback Um when uh, Julio Jones is out of the lineup, and when he's when he's there, uh, he's a lot. Sorry, I don't know about 
the where I just placed him in, in regards to a top ten. But basically, when when he's when Julio Jones is out of the lineup, Matt Ryan's got like borderline awful, and I think that matters. Like he can still he can still throw the ball really well. I think that matters. But like, I just questioned his decision making at times. I think this year more than a lot of years, he's been really inconsistent. Uh, he's still among the league leaders in passing yards, but uh. I mean, me having a fantasy this year on, on having him under a microscope really kind of showed me how inconsistent Matt Ryan can be when he doesn't have Julio Jones. But that being said, I think a lot of guys can be inconsistent when they don't have their number one passing option. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan definitely has benefited from having a great uh, offense through his career. What I mean, he started with Roddy White and Tony Gonzalez, and now he's got Julio, and now he's got Calvin Ridley too. So mm-hmm. definitely... Definitely makes a difference. Um, I I will disagree with you. I do think he's a top 10 quarterback. You'd really have to stretch to find 10 quarterbacks better than Matt Ryan in the NFL okay. right now. Even yeah. with even with Julio Jones out of the lineup, I still think he's doing all that he can. And okay. I think it's still better than most. Uh, right. I, think, I think he has the ability, more so than basically any guy that we've mentioned so far, he has the ability to elevate the offense around him. I don't really think a lot of the guys that we've mentioned so far had that ability. Ryan Tannehill, maybe. Baker Mayfield, like a word. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah. We'll have to see with Baker, but I don't think he. I yeah, think Nick no, Chubb elevates that I offense. Serious, uh, but yeah, I wasn't yeah. serious. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think he. I think he elevates that offense. I think he makes them better. I think he's a great. I think he's a great quarterback still. That's fair. Um. The other thing that I don't okay. The other thing that I'm kind of holding against him, which I which I mean, call it unfair or not, uh, I just think that the way that that the NFL seems to be trending in terms of quarterbacks is they like it seems like now more than ever, uh, you need to have a guy who can actually move around a bit more. And Matt Ryan isn't really a guy who can do that. But that being said, he doesn't need to because he can basically chuck the ball down the field for like 300, 400 yards every game, which when you can do that. You don't really need to rush the ball, but uh, I guess I guess for me the other thing is just the age with Matt Ryan's a bit concerning. I mean, obviously, like he's not super young anymore, but uh, hey, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I also don't think he's bad. Let's get that out of the way. I also don't think he sucks or anything, but uh, I just think that uh, he's not great. That's all. Mm-hmm. He's definitely on the decline. I won't argue with you there. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a slow decline. And I think sure. if they if their next coaching hire is bad, I think that decline will be pretty quick. Pretty quick. Right. Yeah. Uh, it also depends on Julio. If Julio leaves, he's he's gone. getting a tough time too. Yeah. Um. So this is a guy who's been talking about a lot in the media this year. Um. Not necessarily for his play, but for uh where he will play next year. And the guy I will be talking. Uh, the guy I want you to talk about is uh the. The quarterback for America's team. Uh, tell me about Dak Prescott. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he's been... A lot of people have been really on the fence about him in past years, especially because of that contract dispute where they say, is he worth the money? Is he not worth the money? So people have really thrown their weight around about how good they think he is. All I'm going to say is the first three games of the season, Dak Prescott looked really good. Mm-hmm. The problem is his injury did not look very good. So yeah. you never really know 
how a player is going to recover from an injury like that. However, he is young. He's only been in the league for four years. So I think he's got a solid chance of making it out looking good. I mean, look at Teddy Bridgewater. He's looking, he's looking pretty good right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Dak Prescott coming back will be better than Teddy Bridgewater is right now, but Mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll have to see. It also depends on where he ends up. Um, I don't think Dallas brings him back to be completely honest. They should, but they probably won't. I think, um, I think Dallas will look for another option this year. I think maybe they rebuild. It's a possibility. Again, they probably won't, but they probably should. I don't yeah. know. What, I don't know what they do, but I know that if Dak Prescott does leave Dallas, it might be for the best. Yeah, and I I don't really have much to add there. Uh, this is a guy who is probably, I mean, not even probably. He's got, this, he's a top five quarterback, at least in my opinion. Uh, it's it's close. It, it, at very least, it's close. Um, he's top eight. He's top eight. Yeah, okay, that's okay. That's fine. I I can I can agree with you on that. He's top eight. Um, I don't think he comes back. Uh, we'll see where he goes. Who picks him up? But uh, that this is a guy who, as you mentioned, he was elevating the offense around him. Uh, this is like uh, he was uh, he was balling the first couple games of the season. Like like I think even two games after his injury. He was still leading. He's still like the top five in NFL passing yards, which is which seems absolutely absurd to me. But um, no, I think he's I think he's great. Uh, I think if anything, he's actually a bit underrated in in the media, just given how many weapons are around him with Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb this year, uh, Michael Gallup. But I think again, we we saw what this Cowboys team is without Dak Prescott, and if he leaves, I. Think there's a very good chance they rebuild, especially if uh, Zeke uh, can't get back to his um, elite running back form. That's that's what they should do. I right. 100% agree. It's what they should do. Will they do it? Probably not, but it's what they should do. Right. Uh, I yeah. I doubt Jerry Jones uh, rebuilds without. I, sorry, I I have I would have a hard time thinking Jerry Jones rebuilds. That's just me. Especially after they Thanks. just handed out that, that that massive contract to Mari Cooper. Yeah, I agree. The Cowboys haven't rebuilt since the early '90s, and I don't, I don't think Jerry Jones would want to start now. Yeah, exactly. That's my um, as well. All right, this is a guy we've both talked about a lot. Oh so, no, why not? Right, this, okay, this, this will, this, no, going, this will definitely. I just want this to be a conversation. Of, going one or two ways. One, one of two ways. Now, tell me how you feel about Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, okay, I thought I thought we were talking about someone else. Um. What the? What was that response? Like, what? What do you think I'm gonna do to you on here? <laughs> I thought we were gonna. I thought, I thought we were gonna talk about the a particular quarterback in the city of Los Angeles. Uh, oh no! no, no, no. Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about that. Not yet. Oh, probably God. not. Okay. Probably not. Probably not today. Oh, good. Okay. Um, Ben Roethlisberger. I am not. I. As high as as high as I am on Patrick Mahomes. Is as low as I am with Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I really don't like Big Ben. Um, the thing that bothers me about Big about Big Ben Roethlisberger is that people base it feels like people basically expect him to go into the season every year as an MVP candidate, which he's not. Um, 
he basically has arguably one of the most dangerous threesome uh, of wide receivers in the league. And the passing of the passing offense is still mediocre. And I think at some point, I think a lot of that comes on being a lot. A lot of that's on Big Ben is in his decision making. Uh, is Juju Smith Schuster not all we make to, made him out to be? Maybe. Uh, but at the same time, like there's a reason that the Steelers try to run the ball a lot, and I think a lot of that's on Big Ben, especially after that absolutely gruesome in, uh, injury we had to repair. I think it was elbow, uh, repair his elbow last year. Um, this is a guy that's on the decline. Uh, this is a guy who, I mean, he's probably, he's a hall of famer. Let's not, let's not, uh, kid ourselves. He's, he's a hall of famer, but like people need to realize that he's not a top five or a top 10 or even, I would, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't even think he's a top 15 quarterback anymore from being completely honest with you, but, uh, he's not great. He's really not. Mm-hmm. This is the worst case scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if we're being honest. The fact that they are playing really well this year and going on this big run really put a target on their back for this year and next year. So I think Big Ben's going to get absolutely picked apart next year. The entire Steelers offense, every team's going to mark their mark on their calendars when they play Pittsburgh, and they're going to go probably more difficult on them than they will any other team. And mm-hmm. I think it'll just it'll fare really badly for the Steelers. And that's that's more so the Steelers than Big Ben, I guess. But the connection there is that Big Ben is their weak link. He's mm-hmm. the weak link of that team. He is so, he is such an arrogant quarterback. I have never seen a quarterback throw into triple coverage or double coverage more this season than Ben Roethlisberger, and the picks show it. He's nearly been picked off more than he's been picked off, and that's saying something. He's thrown a lot of picks this year. So, And also, the fact that they're not running the ball. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league for mm-hmm. running the ball. David DeCastro, Alejandro Villanueva, they've got great players there. They, the team is built to the team is built to nickel and dime, and they're and they're not. Right. And I, it's Big Ben's doing, 100. percent right. He is an arrogant quarterback. He's saying, "I'm going to throw the ball. I don't care about the running game. That's not right. the way you're supposed to play it." Right. And their play calling does reflect just this this skewed idea of what Ben Roethlisberger is right now and the way he used to be. I just don't like it. I don't like watching the Pittsburgh Steelers play, particularly their offense. It just looks like really wonky to me. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger is a big part of that. I just don't like where he is right now. I don't like where the team is right now. I think they're going to have a really tough time in the AFC playoffs this year, and I think they're going to have a really tough time next year as a whole. And right. I agree with I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is such an interesting case. Because I look at their offense, and I'm like, oh, he, he's, he's, he's okay. He's pretty good. Uh, he's good. He's good. He's good. But I don't, I'm not, like, blown away by any players on the Steelers. Uh, Chase Claypool may end up turning into that, depending on how he develops. Because, I mean, he looks like he could be something special. But in terms of everything else around him, James Conner's not... James Conner's been a disappointment, again. Juju Smith-Schuster's been a disappointment, again. Uh, Deontay Johnson's been pretty good. But because but, but of how, like, in the last couple of games, he, like, he's had a lot of drops. He's been pretty... He's been relatively disappointing. Like, there's, like... I, uh, sorry, I, this, this is more of a rant on the Steelers than it is on ben, Big Ben. I want to try to avoid this because I knew there's a good chance you're gonna, we we're going to dump on the Steelers. Yeah. But, yeah. no, like, I just... This, this this whole roster as a whole looks very mediocre. And, I mean, some of, like... And, I, and to, for that reason, I do kind of give Big Ben a bit of a break. But, like, 
just given how much credit or how much how how high the expectations are for Big Ben, I don't understand why they're that high. Agreed. And uh, before we move on, just uh, I agree with you. Just move on before that. I want to give a shout out to Deontay Johnson, probably one of the most underrated receivers in the league. He's been really good this year. He hasn't been very good this year. Uh, as of late, he's he's been a bit rough, though. I will say that. Um, yeah, a lot of drops. A lot of drops. He he caught a uh, Nelson Aguilar syndrome. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna go somewhere where I think anyone who knows me knows I love this quarterback, uh, especially on this podcast. I've talked about him a lot. Um. <laughs> Probably, at least in my opinion, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. Uh, let's talk about Matt Stafford. Okay. Um, he he missed Kenny Galladay dearly this year, and it, it showed. Uh, I I don't really want to talk about 2020 Matt Stafford because it just it didn't look like normal Matt Stafford. He just he had an off year, and uh, we've said it before when we talked about Carson Wentz and Drew Locke. Well, yeah, it's just one year. That's that is if you're like a mid twenties quarterback. If you're Matt Stafford's age and you've been in the league since two thousand nine, it's it's a bit more troubling if you have an off year later on in your season. So I don't really know how I feel about Matt, Matthew Stafford at this point. I still think he's a, I still think he's a maybe top ten quarterback. I think you could maybe put him at ten. Mm-hmm. I still think he's I still think he's a great quarterback. I, if he was the quarterback of my team, I would say I'm happy with this, but. I, I would not expect him to take me anywhere. He is a guy who I, like, if it wasn't for his contract, I would beg the Raiders to go out and get, in the sense that I genuinely wonder how different Matt Stafford's career would be if he actually had, like, a team around him. Kenny, Dalladay, Kenny Galladay is great, and I think that, uh, obviously, the days of Matt Stafford and uh, Megatron were obviously really great. Uh, like, the... Like the uh, the like old school lines, if you will, but I still think he's a great quarterback. Um, is he top ten? May- maybe, as you mentioned, maybe maybe might be able to put him in at ten. But this is a guy who can still chuck the football down the field. I think it's really impressive to how to see kind of how his arms kind of held up throughout the years, he, like Matt Ryan. But uh, I think I just it's kind of, it, it just sucks how he doesn't have a team around him because now we're because if. Assuming he doesn't get traded, which there's a good chance he doesn't, and assuming that basically the Lions suck for the rest of his time there, we're never going to really truly see what he was like when he actually had like an actual team around him, or at least a good team around him. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's sad to say because he really had a lot of talent, but it's just the way it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the next few guys. I think I've been saving a lot of my good ones for later on. Yes. So um yeah, let's let's have a conversation. Let's let's have a conversation. Actually, one more and then we'll have a conversation. Let's Ooh. go with Drew Brees. Drew Brees for now. Drew Brees, I basically put in the same boat as Tom Brady. Um at least at this current moment in time. Uh in the sense that uh he is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but uh I think it's time for the Saints to move on. Um, that being said, I'm not saying Drew Brees is bad in any way. I think if I think just the because let 
Drew Brees isn't a guy who's going to run the football at this stage in his career. Drew Brees is strictly throw the ball down the field, as is Tom Brady. You're not going to see Tom Brady going on any Lamar Jackson like rushes or anything like that. But I just watched Drew Brees throw the ball. He doesn't have the long ball anymore, which I think is frankly devastating to that offense. Um, and like I just look, I mean. I think there's a reason that they brought Jameis Winston in, and I think that this season more than ever, it's kind of exposing it. Again, I'm not saying Drew. I mean, I'm not saying Drew Brees is as bad this year, because um, I think he's actually missed quite a few games this season. But uh, this is a guy who I think people talk about enough. I think he's. I think the media. This is one of the few guys in the media that actually gets the amount of attention, the amount of respect that he's that he's that he's due. But I think it's also probably time for him to move on or for, for him to probably retire. Uh, the New Orleans Saints offense is built around Drew Brees and his skill set and his abilities. I think the, the New Orleans Saints window lives and dies by Drew Brees, which okay. is tough, sure. but that is kind of how it goes. But at least their defense is really solid. So you have that. Uh, against the Vikings this past week, he did throw a few deep passes to Sanders, and it looked like he knew it. He he looked okay with with passes above ten yards, but I mean the checkdown's what he does now. That's just right. kind of how it goes. That's, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he's you're right. He's not what he used to be. I don't think we should pretend he's definitely not what he used to be. Uh, but he he does through those intangibles that he brings as a Hall of Fame quarterback, he does have the ability to elevate everyone around him, and he does have the ability to make smart decisions, and he's also in a really good system. Uh, so, I mean, as a pure quarterback, I don't know what that, how much merit that gives him, but as a, as a piece of the New Orleans Saints offense, I, I like it. I'm not going to lie. He's, I mean, he's better than uh, Taysom Hill was, so... They're not yeah. going to move on just yet. I I like Drew Brees there. I don't love Drew Brees there, but I like Drew Brees there. That that's honestly a fair take. I'll give you that. Um, again, I'm not saying Drew Brees is currently a scrub or anything. I'm just like I'm just thinking of like when you, when you incorporate the age, and it seems like like especially like especially with the injury he had this year, fractured ribs, punctured lung. He's like 43 years old. At what point do you just kind of I mean. I think he probably retires at the end of the year this year anyways, just given that, like, I mean, who knows? I mean, Drew Brees is a warrior, but, uh, like, I also, you, you bring up a big, an interesting point regarding um, how the New Orleans Saints offense is built around Drew Brees and uh, the window lives and dies by uh, with Drew Brees being in New Orleans. And I guess... Uh, I guess I relatively agree with that. I think it's kind of interesting. Like it's 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 an interesting point to make. Uh, I just kind of look at the team around them, like the guys that they have there, like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, etc. And I, I I personally I think they'll probably be fine even if he does leave. But I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, I will say uh, I guess this is contrary to the point I was making before. Maybe not contrary. I guess it can, be add, add, it can maybe it can add on. I don't think the Saints win a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. I don't, I don't think they win one this year. I don't think they win one next year. He puts a cap on that offense that's significant enough that they would have difficult against a team like the Chiefs and maybe even against a team like the Packers. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. 
but also new, also clearly the Saints are cursed. That's just there's no way around that. But if the if the Saints are gonna win a quarterback with Drew Brees, this is the year they're gonna do it. If not, I think it's that's that's it for Drew Brees and uh, potentially winning another Super Bowl in, in the New Orleans. Yeah, this is probably this is probably the biggest their window will be for the next few years. Yep. Yep. I think if you look at the way that Alvin Kamara has been playing this year, in addition to hopefully getting arrested, Michael Thomas. Uh, but like this year, more than most years, I look at the Saints' offense and it just seems more more consistent than it has been in the past. And I agree. And, and, a lot, and a lot of that is just purely injury. But anyways, I agree. Okay, uh, it's my turn, I believe. Yes. Um. So this is another guy that we that I think we weren't we we weren't super high on. We thought we we were curious to see how he was going to play out because I think this is a lot of this is a guy who was very popular in the media. Uh, Meme City. Um, we're going with Mr. Gene Shorts. We're going with Mr. Gardner Minshew. Um, where do you think? Uh, sorry, I guess, so let me. This I kind of have as has I kind of have as a two parter. Number one, how have you how have you liked Gardner Minshew in the games that he's played so far this season? Obviously, he hasn't been great, being replaced by Mike Glennon. And two, with the Jacksonville Jaguars basically locking up the first round pick and potentially getting Trevor Lawrence, where do you see the Jaguars going going forward? So where do you where do you see Gardner Minshew going from here? Like where like where 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 is where you're gonna go? I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gardner Minshew. I'm sorry, but he didn't look good this year. Yeah. He looked. He looked. He looked pedestrian. He looked at best. He looked average. At worst, he looked bad. Mm-hmm. I just. It's tough, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, he's probably going to be on the team when they draft a quarterback at the beginning of this year or at the beginning. Which, which one do you think they'll choose? I wonder. I guess. Uh, you know that that guy, that that girl-looking guy from uh, Clemson. Clemson looks pretty enticing. I saw a stat today. It was in, like I think since high school, Trevor Lawrence is like eighty-six and three in football games. Eighty-six and three. Yeah, I think in college he's only lost one game. That was to Joe Joe Burrow in the finals last year. Like the dude, the dude's been outstanding. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Championship pedigree. They're they're dumb if they don't take him. They are gonna take him. Uh, so yeah, Gardner Minshew will be the one mentoring uh, Trevor Lawrence most likely, and uh, he'll probably be a career backup, which is sad to say. Yeah. But that's just kind of how it goes. So yeah, Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence has been eighty-six on three since high school. I just looked it up. You can just. Oh no. I mean, obviously, you can't see it, but. At least no. we got a better view of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of that's where I stand. It's a pretty pretty short discussion there. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's much to add. Uh, this is a guy who I think we were I think we were really high on him, but I think we were more interested to see how he was going to do after how he played last year. Uh, by no means is, a, is it, was he ever I think was he ever regarded as a franchise quarterback? I think it was more like I think. I think the way that he's panned out, I think, is exactly how people kind of projected it to be. He was going to be a placeholder, placeholder quarterback until they could manage to get someone who was going to change the franchise. And I think it just came sooner than people expected. So, yeah. uh, obviously, sucks to Garner Minshew. Uh, it seems like he's a really nice guy. 
Uh, seems like he's like a uh, walking, breathing meme. But I think his time, like it's his time as like a NFL starters, come to an end, unfortunately. Yeah, it feels bad to hear that, but I mean, we all knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before I start crying, let's move on. Um, okay. Uh, here's one that I think is a contentious topic because I think there are a lot of opinions on this guy. But I mean, I have a pretty, I have an, I have an opinion. I have a stance on this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to hear yours. How do you feel about Daniel Jones? Man, uh, I have a really hard time evalu- evaluating Daniel Jones. Um, to me, uh, this year, this year has been difficult to judge him, but because he has been relatively inconsistent, the turnovers have obviously been a problem. Fumbles, inter- uh, mo- mostly fumbles, a fumbleana Jones, but um, <laughs> no, like what? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I can't. I, I heard that somewhere, and I loved it. And I, I started. I, I stole it. Um, but um. Daniel Jones is tough to is tough I think to evaluate just because it just seems like there's a lack of receiving talent around him. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard are relative are good are pretty good options, but I'd like. What about Pro Bowler Evan Engram? Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say Evan Engram. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Engram sucks, my guy. Come on now, no, but like. They use him more as a running back as than as a receiver. It's really weird. Yeah. No, but um, I mean, I guess it happens when you don't have Saquon. But um, Dan, Daniel Jones to me, I like he's in the same boat. Like, sorry, ever I think watching Baker Mayfield as of late has kind of really opened my eyes a bit in terms of how like a system and a coach can really change a quarterback. And I really think that's kind of what we're gonna see. And I think that's kind of where I'm at, Daniel Jones. Um. Who knows if Joe Judge can actually kind of get into the head of Daniel Jones and actually turn him into a great quarterback. That's yet to be seen. But I look at him in the same sense as uh, as Carson Wentz. I don't think I don't think he's like he he might and probably won't be a franchise quarterback. I think that's a given. Um, but I think they might be able to salvage what they can out of a high draft pick that was a that which was a very high reach. Um, or at least that's how he was perceived when he was drafted on draft day. Um, I'm not, I'm not ready to give up on Daniel Jones. Um, I think he's been okay at times, but I also don't think he's been awful as Jets, as a Giants fans will have you believe. Um, I, I'm probably one of the only few who's actually not super low on Daniel Jones. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think he's a low-end franchise quarterback for the future. I think he's trending in the right direction. I think he has a very similar trajectory right now to Josh Allen. I think he'll be really good in the future. I think we've seen a lot of good stuff from him this year. And I think he's shown more flashes than most quarterbacks that we've talked about as showing flashes. Sure. He's a good, he's a good quarterback. He just, if he cuts down on the mistakes, which I think any, every young quarterback is going to make mistakes. I think he'll be a really good player for the future. I also think it's contingent on if uh, the Giants can put more offensive line talent around him because right. we'll see if Andrew Thomas develops. I think he I think he will, but he's had a pretty rough rookie season. Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know, I think I think the the New York Giants needed a bit of time 
but they had the time and they've looked a lot better as the season's gone on. Wayne Gallman looked really good this year. Uh, I mean, the receivers looked okay, but you know Darius Slayton's a good player for the future. And the offensive line kind of got better as the year went on. I think I think the Giants are going to be one of those teams that could just have one sneaky year like they did in 2016 or 2015. I forget which year that they made the playoffs. In and, the then went, and then went to Florida on that trip and then lost in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think that was 2016. They lost. The I, think it was, I think it was 2016. It was either 16 or 15. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was yeah. 16, though. Mm-hmm. 16 would check out. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm high on Daniel Jones, to be honest. That's just where I stand on. To me, I think any guy in his position where you're that young, I think it's difficult to actually be like low on him unless like he like unless he was like he was a Mitch Trubisky type, like genuinely sucked. And even Mitch Trubisky is a guy who as of late hasn't been that bad. But like I think again, it just kind of goes to show that it's very difficult to actually be like out out on a young quarterback like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so I kind of gave away my next pick. Uh, I want to I want to talk about Mitch Trubisky, because as we met, as as we were talking about earlier today, um, he's starting to look pretty good. So uh, what are your thoughts on Mitch Trubisky? This is so difficult. This is yeah. probably the most difficult quarterback we could talk about because he really has looked good over the last few weeks. Um, he threw a pick today though, which which looked awful. But yeah, I think I think he is taking the brunt of the blame for some offensive play calling that has been pretty lackluster over the last two years. I think they should have been, they, they look like the type of team and they have the the personnel to run a type of team that should be running the ball a lot more than they do. They sh- Matt Nagy came from the, uh, the Andy Reed coaching tree where they do a lot of like jet sweeps and trick plays where they have like receivers throwing ball. It's, like it's a pretty niche way to run an offense, but it works when you have the personnel and when you have, you know, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and a pretty solid middle of the road offensive line, they should be running the ball a hell of a lot more than they do. Mm-hmm. And Mitch Trubisky shows it by being a pretty decent mobile quarterback. I think Mitch Trubisky is just put in a position where it's just not really what he wants to be doing. And I think now that Matt Nagy's, moved off of the, the offensive play calling. The offense looked a little better. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Trubisky is the guy for the future. I would say, I would say after this year, he does deserve another chance because it has only been three years. Mm-hmm. But like the flash, the flashes seem to be there. And if they can keep Allen Robinson, then this, this offense could actually be not terrible next year. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, I, I guess I'm I'm a little bit higher on Mitch Trubisky, like a little bit, but we'll have to see. Yeah, so as I mentioned when we we're talking about Daniel Jones, I'm basically kind of in the same. I I'm, I'm I essentially look at Mitch Trubisky about the same as I look at Daniel Jones. Sorry, similar but not the same. I do think that Daniel Jones is a bit more likely to actually kind of be a franchise quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. Um, but based on the things we've seen from Mitch Trubisky in the last couple of weeks, again, uh, he, he has to do this consistently for, for us to obviously believe that he can actually be something like special or be something like that a team could actually build off of. But I mean, 
Uh, hey, as you mentioned, since Matt Nagy got rid of the uh, offensive uh, play calling duties, the offense is starting to look a bit better. Uh, David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, this this offense looks look it look. Hey, they scored 41 points today, which is something that I feel like in the in the past they haven't really been saying a lot about the Chicago Bears, albeit against Jacksonville, but. Um, no, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not out of Mitch Trubisky yet. And as you mentioned, after, at, at very least after this year, he deserves at least one more shot to kind of prove what he can do. And I think, if if it's not the Bears, I think if he ends up in the right system, who knows what could happen? Like we, like uh, different system, different coach, he might take off. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, all right, moving on to more discussion-based picks. Uh, I think you you established earlier that we have different opinions on this quarterback, so I guess let's get into that a little bit more. Tell me how you feel about Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, okay. I don't think sorry. My position on Philip Rivers is basically is is on the, is built around the foundation that he plays on a team that basically runs the ball a lot. Um, he isn't a guy who I would want throwing the ball a lot. I'll, I'll say that, but um, like I think. Just he's obviously not great towards the end of his career. Probably uh, the next couple of years, if not this year, probably the last years of his career. Um, but if we look at the way that the Indianapolis Colts run their offense, I think he's not a bad fit there. Um, and that's kind of why I'm not I'm not kind of as low on him as you are. I know you think that he's basically like he's probably shouldn't even be starting in the league anymore, but. Uh, I think he can still throw the ball at times when he's not throwing picks, but uh, my guess, my take on him is basically just I I I think he's uh, not not awful. Sorry, he's not horrible, but he's also not someone I would trust to build my franchise around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just I guess I'm, I'll just come out and say it. He's he's definitely a below average quarterback in the NFL. He's not good. All the good things that he's had throughout his career are pretty much gone. His, I think maybe like he's a smart quarterback. He he does some smart things here and there. He's good at catching catching the defense in bad situations, mm-hmm. and he's good at handing the ball off. That's pretty much all he's good for at this point in his career. Here, Jonathan Taylor, take the football. Yeah, yeah. I think he's really perfected that handoff technique. It's just. <laughs> I mean, he learned it with Ladanian Tomlinson. Who better to learn it from? And yeah. he's perfecting. He's he's perfected it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't have a lot of faith in Philip Rivers as right. a quarterback. As my quarterback, I think he puts a huge cap on that offense. I think he's really. I think if they had Paris Campbell, we'd be saying some different things because a speedster in the slot really would make a difference for a Philip Rivers-led offense. But they don't have that. So what are we going to do? He has not used. Michael Pittman enough this year because he can't get him the football. He can't get him the football. He can't get anyone the football. He's made T.Y. Hilton look like a bad wide receiver, which is not true. Philip Rivers does not make good decisions anymore. He, he isn't as good at throwing the ball as he used to be. I, I just don't really understand the appeal. I'm not sure why the Colts threw that much money at him. Like they had their team is complete besides quarterback. And right. he's very he's very clearly the weak link. I think he's just a bridge for Jacob Eason. I think they have a lot of faith in him. That's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. But I I have very little faith in Philip Rivers as a quarterback. 
I think my thing with the Indianapolis Colts in terms of why they gave him that much money is they looked at Jacoby Brissett, said you're not, you're not, you're not the thing right now. You're not. You're, we, we like, I think they just wanted something that they thought was better than Jacoby Brissett, and basically <laughs> went out and got like the like the name brand quarterback for a shit ton of money, even though he wasn't worth it just for one year. Because as as you mentioned, I do think I think Eason is the the quarterback of the future. I mean, we'll see how he actually pans out. He might not even. I mean, like we, he hasn't even played a snap yet. But I mean, that I just think the Philip Rivers was just a one year experiment, just to kind of have someone in there who was at least on paper better than Jacoby Brissett. But still, I, in terms of your actual take about Philip Rivers, I don't disagree with it at all. My I just thought because it's a run-first offense uh, and how they're basically running the ball into the ground, that's probably one of the nicest fits you could get because you don't need to have Phillip Rivers chucking the ball down the field as much as you would as, say, in like Green Bay or in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. That that was my only take on Phillip Rivers. So and I guess at the end of the day, our takes on him actually aren't that different at all. Mm. If we if you want a quarterback that's good in a running offense, that's why you get Tom Brady. That's what Tom Brady does. That's not what Philip Rivers does. Historically, right. that's not what he's been. And mm-hmm. I just I don't really understand why he w- they thought he was the fit. Right. That's that's my thing. Like they they probably could have found a better quarterback. Andy Dalton was on was on the uh, was on the board. Right. He would have been a better fit. I just don't understand that play on Indianapolis's part. And they better find a quarterback soon because they got a lot of talent on that roster. They got a really good team. I want to see them in the playoffs. I want to see them do something. Right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's my turn again. Um, this is a, I mean, this is a guy who we didn't really get to watch much of this year at all. Um, I'm not sure how much you watched of the Washington football team, but this is a guy who I think I, I was at least interested in when he got traded over there. Um, Kyle Allen is a very interesting name. Uh, you may not have many uh, thoughts about him at all, but if you have any, uh, what what are your thoughts about him? I'll group the entirety of the the Washington football team quarterback core in, in here. Um, Dwayne Haskins looks bad. Kyle Allen actually looked pretty solid, mm-hmm. but as we saw from Carolina, the first few games do look good, and then the next few games don't look so good. Do not good. look good, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I think Kyle Allen got injured before we saw that next few games kind of Um, which is sad to say because he probably won't come back the same after that injury, which it looked nasty, but we'll have to see. And, um, Alex Smith was the best quarterback in that room. And I think he, as I said, as I would talk about, he definitely looks like the type of quarterback that'd be good in a run first offense. Like, um, like we talked about with the Colts, Mm. what they needed, I think. I, I give a lot of kudos for Alex Smith because he actually looked pretty mobile this year mm-hmm. for a guy coming off that kind of injury. Not as mobile as Teddy, who came off a pretty bad injury too, but I don't want to compare because... Yeah, they're, they're, they're completely different categories. They're different players. They're different different injuries. It's a, it's a difficult comparison to make besides the fact that they had pretty gruesome injuries in a pretty short time frame of each other. Right. Uh, but I was I was pretty impressed with Alex Smith this year. It's too bad he's getting injured because I actually did have hope for Washington with him at quarterback. I thought they could have beat pretty much any team in the league on a one-off game if they had him. But right. with Dwayne Haskins, I have very little faith in their ability to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's just kind of how I feel about Washington right now. They, 
I don't think they'll draft a quarterback because I think they'll probably roll with Alex Smith for maybe one more year, but yeah. they'll, have, they'll have to draft one soon. Yeah. Uh, this is it. Sorry. I know I asked about Kyle Allen, but uh, I'm kind of amazed with the Washington scouting team. Sorry, not the, sorry, not the New Washington, the, the, the New York scouting team. Because going into the draft, I remember a lot of people, especially uh, in New York, were saying that they wanted to take Dwayne Haskins, local boy. And instead, I believe they took Danny Dimes. And man, oh man, look how that turned out. The Giants are partying right now on their yacht in Florida again. But no. (laughs) (laughs) But no. um, Yeah, like, it's just... It's difficult to, to actually evaluate Kyle Allen this year because, as you mentioned, he did get early, relatively early on. But in terms of the whole Washington football team quarterback core as a whole, it's disappointing. I mean, sorry, there's one name that's disappointing. It's Dwayne Haskins. I think Alex Smith, anything you got out of him this year and just in the future is bonus. But Dwayne Haskins continues to be one of the probably most disappointing uh, quarterback friend, uh, quarterback prospects we've seen uh, in a while. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll see if he can resurrect his career with a different team, potentially, if they uh, decide to move on. Uh-huh. Okay, I agree. And uh, so I think there are two more quarterbacks left. I think we've, we've talked about 18 quarterbacks. So okay. I, think, I think we talk about two more. Sure. And there are two more that I wanted to talk about okay. and have a, like a discussion with. So if you're yeah. okay with me kind of taking it over at this point. Yep. No, go for it. I, I okay. pass on the reins. Mm-hmm. These are quarterbacks I think we have differing opinions on, so I think it's I think it'll be a good way to end off. Uh, the first quarterback I want to talk about, I, I want to bring up is Kyler Murray. Oh God, I'm scared. Uh, you, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay, I don't think he's that good. Okay, I I think he's he's mini Lamar Jackson. I think he's he's a, a worse runner and a better thrower than Lamar Jackson. Um. I will say that any bad thing I say about him is possibly due to the fact that the Arizona play calling was really weird and not so good this year. And the fact that they didn't throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins 15 times a game is very troubling for me because he definitely was incredibly productive with what he got this year. And Kenny Drake was pretty productive, inconsistent, but productive. My thing is, Okay, uh, I guess this will be a personal anecdote. I I uh, in I went to the 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 Halifax bar, sports bar, on a Sunday night to watch the or maybe it was a Monday night. It doesn't really matter. It was a it was a primetime game between the Dallas Cowboys just starting Andy Dalton for the first time and the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. And let's be honest, um, we were not watching the game very much. It was boring and the. The Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals air raid offense with DeAndre Hopkins on it should never be boring. But watch that game and watched a lot of Kyler Murray from that point on. He's really, really inconsistent. He is, he is the type of quarterback that will miss seven throws and then hit a deep throw to Christian Kirk on the eighth go for like 68 yards and a touchdown. And that's what they talk about in the media. This is the kind of stuff I, I really don't like for any player. I don't like when the media talks, talks a player up for being great when they only show the great parts and they never talk about the bad. And I think that's what, that's what Kyler Murray's getting. He's not getting this 
he's not getting the the more like balanced treatment. I think he's just he's getting a lot of hype and not much else. And I don't think that's I don't think that's fair to him, and I don't think that's fair to any other quarterback in the NFL. To be completely honest, he doesn't he doesn't stack up that well to others. I think if you're going to put Josh Allen on his on his level, like a lot of people were at the beginning of the year, I don't think you can anymore. Josh Allen has destroyed Kyler Murray in any metric that you can think of. Maybe maybe not like statistically, but if you eye test wise. Josh Allen absolutely murks Kyler Murray in the eye test. That's not a comparison I want to make. Um, Kyler Murray is just a tier below those elite. I think he's a good player. And I think the the running threat that he brings does add an extra element to his ability to throw the ball. And I think he does throw the ball quite well. I just, I'm hesitant to call him a top tier quarterback. And that's kind of where this criticism of mine comes in. Um, I guess it might be unnecessarily harsh because I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying that people are talking about him a little bit more highly than he should be. Are you done with your soliloquy? Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, that was a lot. No, it's okay. Just, <laughs> no, I, I do have a lot of a, I do have a pretty you know, big opinion about Kyler Murray from watching him. Uh, so my thing about Kyler. Oh, sorry. Um, my thing about Kyler Murray is. I, I think you I think one thing that you nailed is I think he is currently at this moment in time one tier below the elite franchise quarterbacks. Uh, I think he can I think this is a guy who I think we can compare to Lamar Jackson. Obviously, in the way he in the way he plays the plays the game, he rushes the ball a lot. Uh, his, uh, him throwing the ball can be an issue at times, just like Lamar. But I also think that just based on the raw potential that we see so far, he has the potential to become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, at this moment in time, I don't really disagree with much that you said. At times, he's going to be inconsistent. Um, he's obviously been talked about a lot. Um, and I think part of that is just because he had a brand new shiny toy in DeAndre Hopkins and the whole media... And the, and, and the media circus surrounding DeAndre Hopkins and the way he left Houston obviously brought a lot of attention to Arizona this year. But uh, I, I, think, I think Kyler Murray's great. I think he is on the cusp of being something like really, really special. Um, I do agree that Josh, that he's not even anywhere near close to where Josh Allen is. Josh Allen has really taken a really big step this year. And the, I think the Buffalo Bills have something really special in him. But in terms of just Kyler Murray, I think the Cardinals have something special as well. I just think he's going to take a bit more time and a bit more seasoning and for him to actually kind of reach his full potential. And I think that's okay. And I think eventually at some point he'll kind of get there, but uh, at least not right now. Yeah, I think it'll take more time. I agree. He has Deshaun Watson potential. I won't say I won't oh, say sure. anything more than Absolutely. that. I think I think it's a really good comparable. I think if you, like somewhere in between like Lamar, I I, I know Lamar is kind of like people like some people don't really view Lamar as a franchise quarterback, but I probably put him in that in that category. Somewhere in between like Deshaun Watson and like Lamar Jackson is where I think um, uh, Kyler Murray fits. I think closer to Deshaun Watson because I do think he's a bit of a better thrower than Lamar is. But anyways, that 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 that's a debate for another day.
Exactly. I'd give I'd ask you to give a little bit more time to Lamar Jackson in terms of his throwing ability. No, for sure. For sure. But, All right. oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, but but we'll have to see. I just think that Deshaun Watson is Kyler Murray's cap. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Pers- just fine, but that's okay. Pers- just personal opinion from what I've seen. Okay. Okay. But I will but I will say that his the the mistakes that he's making do get fixed over time with age and experience and that would that would make his cap a little bit higher. But I think we'll have to see personally from what I've seen it's not it's 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 a bit lower than people other people. I'm not as high on him. That's all I okay. want to say. That's fine. And uh, yeah, and the last player that I want to talk about is a guy that we've texted about quite a bit. So uh-huh. I think this is someone that we're both relatively well prepared to talk about, and that's Kirk Cousins. Oh um, yes. Yeah, I think I think this is a good one to end on. So uh, I'll let you go first because you look prepared. Okay, uh, so those of you who don't know me or just my interest of football timeline over the years, um, I used to like the Minnesota Vikings, namely like the like the couple teams that took out the the Minnesota sorry the uh, New Orleans Saints a couple year a uh, couple year co- uh, consecutive years. That w- those are really the teams that really got me into football. Uh, but the reason I stopped liking the Vikings was this man we're about to talk about Del uh, not Dalvin Cook. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kirk Cousins. Now. It's Kirk Cousins. I used to I used to hate Kirk Cousins, and I used to I fell into the trap of uh, every problem the team has going to the quarterback. Um, and I think the way that Max described it earlier as kind of feel like he's like the per, like the embodiment of an average quarterback. And I think that's I think that's a hundred percent accurate. And I remember um, when Kirk Cousins first came to Minnesota, he obviously signed that big contract coming over from the Washington, at the time, the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. And he obviously got this massive contract. And with this massive contract, obviously comes a lot, comes uh, high expectations, as we've seen with guys like Matt Stafford and other guys who have kind of landed these big contracts. And I think that Kirk Cousins also really kind of endured more blame than he's actually worth. Than he, than he actually deserves. Um, and I think part of that is because, obviously, when you have guys like Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, kind of uh, uh, voicing their displeasure with how the offense is being run and then not getting enough touches with the football, you're going to you're gonna look at the quarterback because he's obviously, like, the the ringleader, the guy who's, who's supposedly supposed to be the leader of the offense and deciding which plays are called. But Kirk Cousins isn't that bad, guys. I mean, you look like you look at the last couple of years. Like, Adam Thielen's had a couple of thousand yard games. Like that, some of that has to go to Kirk Cousins. Uh, and I mean, people will obviously talk about the, the like the the disagreement with Stefan Diggs and how we wanted out because of Kirk Cousins. But I mean, this is something that me and Max talked about uh, recently, and I, I think I'll I'll leave it to him to kind of expand on a bit uh, when when kind of he goes and talks about Kirk Cousins. But like Stefan Diggs didn't fit in Minnesota, and that's okay. Like it's, it's it just wasn't a system fit, and I think just Kirk Cousins as a whole actually isn't the like the flaming bag of trash that the Minnesota Vikings fans at times make him out to be, uh, especially when a lot of the time their offense is being run by a guy named guy named Delvin Cook, who's arguably the best running back in the league this year. So I I'm no I'm nowhere near as low on Kirk Cousins as I used to be, and I think as everyone else is. But uh, that being said, he's also nowhere near a fran- uh, an elite franchise quarterback. 
Uh, yeah, uh, just a- adding on to and expanding on what you said. I'm high on Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, top 10, probably not, but he's above average. That's what I would say. I mm-hmm. think a lot of the a lot of the issues that people kind of blame him for are a because of his contract being massive and him not really being you know, Patrick Mahomes or a guy mm-hmm. guy on the same level as the guys making the kind of money that he's making, which is a fair which is a fair criticism. Right. But but that's more of a criticism on the New York or uh, on the Minnesota organization on him. Like if you if someone offers you that much money, you're going to take it. Exactly. Uh, so. I mean, that's that's kind of where I stand on that. But it's also, look at the system around him. Uh, the the Gary Kubiak offensive coordinator, Mike Zimmer, head coach, defensive head coach, There's not there, there really hasn't been a lot of support for him as a player and his development since he's come to Minnesota. It's really been about the run game and the zone, the zone run scheme that Minnesota tends to run. And Dalvin Cook runs really, really, really well. So obviously you're going to Dalvin Cook is your best offensive player. You're obviously going to run it through him. There's no, there's nothing there. There's nothing really to argue there. So I think Kirk Cousins is really kind of more of a supplementary piece, which I mean, you shouldn't be paying a supplementary piece that much money, but again, that's on, that's on Minnesota. That's not on him. I think if you look at, if you look at him like within the, the 30 yard line from the 30 yard line to the end zone. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If you look at the, the dimes he throws to Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson in the, in the red zone, he looks good. He's a good quarterback. He throws the ball really well. He's, he's a lock for over 3,500 yards passing and 25 touchdowns, uh, 30 touchdowns every year. That's, that's Kirk cousins. He's a, he's a solid quarterback. I don't think you, I mean, the stats, may show something different what the stats show is that he misses kevin stefanski that's all this that's yep. all the stats can really show about how good of a player he is his his interceptions have gone up this year but they're nowhere near where tom brady's are or where carson wentz's are and, and i mean to be honest tom brady's a pretty similar quarterback to what kirk cousins is trying to do right now so that's a win i'd say and yeah, don't get me wrong. To expand on what you said before, Stephon Diggs was not a scheme fit in Minnesota. That's absolutely true. He's more of a, a guy that runs deep. He runs like quite a few routes, but he's more of an athlete. And they needed more of a, a, tech, a technician, more of a route runner like Thielen. So Thielen's fit in quite nicely. But Diggs never, and Kyle Rudolph too, but Stephon Diggs didn't really fit into that role. And I guess that's probably where his criticism came from of, Kirk Cousins or his frustration that he just he wasn't getting what he thought he could do and it's I mean pretty pretty obvious considering he's probably a top five wide receiver in the league this year making his first Pro Bowl which is ridiculous to me because he's definitely been a Pro Bowl caliber player for the last five six years that he's been in the league it's just a testament to how Minnesota's run their offense and how they've tended to always run their offense I don't think Kirk Cousins is a bad player I don't think anybody should think he's a bad player. You just watch him play and you think he makes less bad decisions than, you know, quarterbacks like Drew Locke and uh, guys below him. And there are a lot of guys below him, but he makes about as many bad decisions as a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Maybe, maybe a few more. Right. And Uh. Ryan Tannehill is like around his comparison comparable. So you just, I think you, you take the good with the bad, but I think the good is really 
like pretty solid for Kirk Cousins and the system really, uh, and of course the the offensive line that is not really good in pass protection. Sorry, I'm going on a little rant here, but I'm going to yeah. wrap up here. There are a lot of there are a lot of conditions in Minnesota that don't work to his favor. That's that's all I'm going to say. And I don't want to blame everything on that. He's obviously he has his ups and he has his downs. I wouldn't call him inconsistent, but he has his ups and he has his downs. It's really the scheme that I think and the and the contract that really give him a lot of hate. I don't think he deserves it. I think he's a good quarterback. I think this is a guy we're going to be talking about for the next couple of years in a lot of those same ways we were talking about Matt Stafford for the longest time. Uh, massive contract, uh, high expectations because of that contract, um, but uh, just not necessarily uh, play that kind of uh, that matches that output. And again, that's not on him. That's on the Minnesota Vikings, which is part of the reason, again, uh, I just think the Vikings could do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and I just think they—I uh, th- think that uh, he's probably one of the most overlooked, un- underappreciated quarterbacks that we've seen in a very long time, probably since Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Also, Kirk Cousins has made the Pro Bowl as a quarterback. He's made it twice, but I mean, once with Minnesota, so you got to take that into account. Not a lot of quarterbacks make the Pro Bowl. They don't. They really don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I guess our takes on Kirk Cousins are pretty similar. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to think that Kirk Cousins was like the worst football player to ever take a fo- to ever play football. So. Uh, That's what that NFL play. fandom does to you. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. And now, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we've gone. I guess we spent a very long time talking about. Kirk Cousins and company, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, leave you there. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back relatively uh, shortly before we uh, go back to school. But uh, yeah, Max, do you have anything to add? No, I think I think this is good. I enjoyed just like not worrying about the time constraints, not worrying worrying about opinions and stuff, and just talking about quarterbacks. So just a translation, uh, Max just said none of your opinions matter. None of you. You're all minor. You're all below us. Simon is a very good Max translator. I am. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a bit late, uh, but hopefully, uh, if you, whoever's listening, hope you all had a happy holidays, uh, safe happy holidays with your families, uh, and hopefully, uh, everyone who's listening can get a a nice little bit of rest before uh, you go back to work or back to school, and uh, we'll talk to you shortly. Yeah, for sure. Is that a Santa hat you're wearing? Just it like is. That? Oh no way. Oh yeah. So that that does fit in with the happy holidays. Exactly. And the monster that we're going with right now. (laughs) There you go. Alright, happy holidays. Happy holidays everyone.